Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport podcast roundup. It's been planes, trains and automobiles for me, but we're not about me. We're here to talk about what happened this weekend in the world of motorsport. And it was a little bit going on we had um, some exciting racing from the uk in fact we had some very exciting racing from the uk the uh, best NASCAR racing always... the best racing was in the uk last weekend we, but we might differ with what we feel is the best racing we had nascar where are you race. where are you anyway i thought you're on holiday i know i wish i was on holiday <laughs> i'm doing a recce for our future project and um, oh, eight hour eight hours in a uh, oh, well, look, I've, in a... I've, worn, I've worn the love cars <laughs> holiday t-shirt I thought you'd be chopping up on your chopping up on your suntan. So I've worn your suntan thing. My, my, <laughs> For the, my gray my gray hair doesn't look any better. We don't look anything like that. For those of you that can't see that are listening to this on the podcast, um, Tiff's wearing a very fetching t-shirt. We went into business selling these t-shirts. I think we sold about uh, fifty. We never got any for them. <laughs> I like it. It's a good T-shirt. Anyway, this, so, right, this all right. Like. I've got a holiday T-shirt on. You're not on holiday. Um, okay, let, but let's yes. kick off. Let's let's just kick off straight with the action. And we're going to go with Formula One. There was no Formula One, of course, on the summer break. But we were together in um, Germany last weekend. What an amazing time last week with uh, yeah. some uh, Group C uh, sports cars from Porsche. Just amazing. Um, we're seeing the yeah the likes of who was driving. Uh, Hansdorf, Derek Bell, Jochen Mas. They're all just, like, amazing. It was it was really celebrating, of course, forty years of the famous the famous Porsche nine five six nine six two. So that's to come on the TV series coming sometime and YouTube and, and YouTube. a bit of YouTube. Of course, you've got a YouTube store as well. Good, good. Yeah, which is good. A few little interviews and just a bit of behind the scenes and getting their opinions on Tiff, which surprisingly were actually quite favourable. They probably only said that because he was in the room, but there you go. But. <laughs> But we were sat in the airport in Berlin. It seems to be the story of our life, sitting in airports, but um, uh, killing a bit of time. And we just said, why, if for, if the FIA have admitted it was a human error in terms of this whole Michael Massey thing, you won't we don't want to go, go over it. You won't let it no, go. I, but why did Mercedes, why did Mercedes let it go? We, we are letting it go, but we're talking mm. about it because it's topical, interesting. Why did Mercedes let it go? It's very interesting. One of our most popular tweets ever, I think nearly a thousand likes and, and not just the Lewis fans, of course, the Lewis fans said it was a, you know, this shouldn't be happening. And Max fans saying, get over it. Um, and we're just trying to be a bit in the middle. I think it's a, a <laughs> terrible decision, but you think just let it go, not even talk about it. Well, I think the one, one shows... thing was, even if they'd cancelled the race, which is one option, Max was still champion. Absolutely. So, you know, I don't know, you know, I mean, Toto, you know, they dropped it. Actually, Toto's been into Toto's been a bit of trouble. So who was having a go at Toto for. Uh, Oh, well, Mario Andretti's had a go at Toto for being too powerful in the world of motorsport, which was interesting. And Toto, in an interview, said um, he thinks about Abu Dhabi every day. He still thinks about it. Um, so, yeah, there was still Toto's under a bit of pressure even now. But, you know, but um, do you know, for me, the solution would have been, Tiff, uh, and uh, uh, listeners as well, the solution for me would have been very simple. The FIA say, we made a mistake. Put your hand up. We made a mistake. And as such, it is null and void, or whatever you call a race that, that, you, that you know, write it off. And then Max is champion. Great. So we got a champion, and he's champion because they made a mistake uh, of that, not because of this farce that happened. Surely that would have been the best solution. I'm bored. Um, 
<laughs> Speaking of Lewis, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Look at the future. Lewis was in the, about the only gossip with the press this week was Lewis was went down to the W Series um, paddocks, the last Grand Prix, to see what they're up to, to meet some of the girls, ladies, women. And um, will you stop looking out the window when you're talking to me or talking to our guests? Uh, and uh, he. Um, it was just what he said, you know, he was saying they need a lot more support and why isn't the champion go straight into Formula 2? He sort of came up with sort of comments that, that were coming up two or three years ago. But uh, it was good that he went down there and he said he watches the racing. Uh, but you'll probably know why you can't promote one of the girls straight into Formula 2 because it's too big a step for them, you know, and it's got to be done gradually. But anyway, Lewis was giving his support, as he does to so many other good causes, the W Series. Uh, and that was about it. So really, but he must. He, a, Lewis Hamilton must know that they're not good enough for F two in the in, in the nicest possible way. Really, the nicest, he's, nicest, he's, nicest possible way. He's not going to say that. He's a nice, nice man supporting them. Yeah, but we're anyway, nice people. We say, it, but we say, it. we we yeah, we we get it out there. We say it. we're nice people, and we are so supportive of these fantastic female drivers. We do. but they're not good enough for F two. Not even Jamie yes. Chadwick. Yep. Yet. Yep. So let's get on to some real racing from last weekend. <laughs> Instead of you bringing up the past again. Um, yes, the best racing, of course, last weekend was in Britain. And I think you know where. I know it was. Hey, Anglesey, Caterham Racing, and I wasn't no. there. Can you believe it? It was absolutely epic. That's, of course, what you're talking about. No. It probably was good, but I never saw it because it was an Anglesey. And I didn't go to Anglesey last weekend just because you would have been or wouldn't have been there. Uh, but Charlie Lower, you've beaten the case. You had two wins. Great weekend for Charlie. Not the normal um, favourites out front. So, well, Charlie's always there at the podium. I'm not sure how many he's won this year. Has he won many this year? Yeah, he started off with a double header at Brian's Hatch as well. Then he yeah. went off the pace a little bit. Well, I beat him a couple of times. I don't like to rub it in, of course. But um, And then because I wasn't there, I'm sure he got two wins. No, he had two very, very good wins. The first one was very interesting because Jeff Newman, who is the... Yeah, all right, you know, I'm now. Anyway, it's boring. Yeah, you're right. Because Jeff. the best racing... <laughs> yeah. And the best racing I've seen for some years was the Thruxton British Superbikes. Yeah, it was, am- it was amazing. I was I was always scared watching them, you know, knowing how quick that circuit is and knowing how, you know, because you see the human, that's the great thing about bike racing. You don't see a top of a little crash helmet, you know, hidden under a halo. You actually see this human being on this bike. And these three, all on um, all on Yamahas. Of course, it's uh, Jason O'Halloran who's pretty much walking away with the title because his teammate, Taryn McKenzie, had a slow start to the year because he was injured in, during the winter. Um, Bradley Ray was now coming on strong. Uh, but these three bikes... The three races, I just got the results. The, those three, they left everyone standing. They were covered by 0.9 of a second in the first race, 0.165 of a second, covering all three across the line, and 0.293 of a second in the last race. And they were slicing past each other under break. You know, Halloran had this up the inside at, um, at Church, which the Commodore, I forget which Commodore, which was the expert. He kept saying it was 170 miles an hour, but no, no, 130 maybe. But it was just epic. And around that track, the slipstream and, and the diving up the inside, I, just, I said I had my, holding my breath half the time. Um, and O'Halloran won the first two races um, with Bradley was had a third. Bradley Ray had a third. He had a third in the second race. Uh, but it was um, Taron McKenzie who overtook them both on the last lap of the last race. Because Amazing. Um, O'Halloran and Ray were on opposite lock with smoke coming off of their tyres, going through Church Corner at at least, I think, around 130 miles an hour. Um, and then they, they were both side by side thinking one of us is going to get it. 
because um, O'Halloran had sliced up the inside of Ray going into a church that last time, and Ray tucked inside on the way out, thinking, I've got you. And then all of a sudden, creeping up two miles an hour faster on his right was Taron McKenzie. And he's thinking, well, what are you doing here? They could have, you know, touched each other's shaken hands, and it was just absolutely epic motor racing. I don't care what the form is, whether it's off-road, on-road, on ice, on snow, racing. Two wheels, racing. four wheels, whatever it is. Yeah. Tiff, tell me, um, so it's touching the fastest... Fastest uh, race circuit in the UK or in Europe? Yeah, in Britain for average speed. So okay. I, I, I meant to look up the lap time of what they did actually. Because um, Damon Hill's got a lap lap record with in a Formula One yeah. car. Yeah, because that was because um, as I say every time I take my guests for their passenger rides at Struxton, get at StruxtonRacing.co.uk for a passenger ride with Tiff. Uh, <laughs> I point out that when Damon Hill set the fastest lap time around there, averaging 147 miles an hour, he went through church at 170. Now, that is the full ground effect Grand Prix car with four great big fat tyres. He might be able to get through church at 170, but a biker, he might have arrived. The bikers might have been arriving at 150, but um, anyway, the speed's irrelevant because even 130. It was just, and it's of course, lovely weather, huge crowd. I think, you know, a much bigger crowd, probably the British Grand Prix with the MotoGPs. Well, not wow. in numbers, but in, but in percentage of, you know, occupation of the territory. That really was. I mean, the, the funny thing is that these Yamahas seem to dominate uh, British superbikes, which is the same bike, of course, as, as Top Prank Rez Kyogu has got um, in the in the world superbikes. But he's been beaten by Ducati of Bautista and the Kawasaki of Ray. So it's it's funny how the Kawasaki's and the actually I think the Honda is the be next best bike in, in British superbikes, which doesn't seem to feature at all in worlds. But anyway, those three do, Yamaha. Do the bikes fluctuate to... in terms of the? The, the hot weather, the temperatures, or no, the, the it tires, year, or no, it seems to have been pretty much MR. So, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe different tires. Maybe the British have got different tires to the world, and it just suits the, the, the Yamaha boys. But it was yeah. epic. Oh, good. Um, yeah, and of course, the other, the other great British race for me was the British touring cars. You saying? No, no, it's uh, I couldn't imagine seeing a bike going oppo, a bit of oppo with yeah. smoke coming off the tires, thing sort of over 100 miles. Bradley Ray, Bradley Ray was the first to do it. I think he was going to die. <laughs> I mean, it must have stepped out of line by, I mean, two feet, I would have thought. And of course, when they grip, you get a high side. That's the thing about the bikes. You know, when you, if, you, if you don't regain grip progressively, it'll just spit you on your head. Um, it was just, and he still held the lead. I mean, he must have just feathered off the throttle, just, just a tiny amount to, to regain traction, traction. And then cracked it back to full again because he still, you know, held the lead down the straight. It was amazing. I haven't seen anything like it for years. So well done, you three, heroes to me, heroes. Yeah, and of course, Thruxton, as we keep on saying, the old-fashioned racing circuit only got about five corners, but it breeds racing, and that's what we was modern tracks with twenty-two corners don't. There's so many lessons to be learned by going to Thruxton. Why? Because because more overtaking, less overtaking. Because the boys more were still overtaking. Anglesey, there, there was it was rubbish for overtaking. There's yeah. only one, yeah. Too many, only one place per lap. Yeah. I mean, even in the, even in the cars, you know, the, there's two place. The, the complex, the Campbell, the Cobb Seagrave, you could overtake into Campbell, and if you cut back, you could overtake into Cobb, the left hand in the middle. You see touring cars will do it, and you know you, you could overtake into Goodwood round the back, and you overtake down at Church, and it's just you know because it's quite a short lap and high speed, the lap times are quite similar, and the slipstream works. It's just, it's just a great lesson to us all. Less corners. Indianapolis has only got, they call it four corners, but well, it is four corners, but, you know, there's a lot of overtaking at Indianapolis. So you need a longish straight between each, you know, each yeah. hazard 
because if you come out of a hazard just fractionally quick, you need a reasonable amount of straight to overtake them. So, yeah, whereas British touring cars on the realigned Sneston circuit, which people seem to like driving around, you know, didn't have much overtaking because it's just a never-ending number of corners. I mean, I'm surprised Jonathan Palmer, I support greatly, most of his ideas are brilliant, but uh, he seems to have over-cornered the Sneston extension. Um, and it was another BMW parade. So um, is it different to how I raced it this year when you say Snetson extension? Or, um, has there been yes, a, a Caterham's don't count, all right? <laughs> yeah, it was that track. Caterham's overtake everywhere yeah. on any corner. <laughs> like, well, you know, like, they said not at Anglesey, so maybe Anglesey, maybe Snetson's better than Anglesey. Um, but yeah, I did notice, I did, sorry, Tiff, I did notice as well when you were talking to the, uh, the guy that looks after the whole historic prices collection of Porsche Group C cars, I did notice when you were trying to tap me up for a drive that you didn't say I raised Caterham. You said, oh, yeah, he's a racing driver. <laughs> we dropped the word yeah. Caterham. Not that anything wrong with it, because it is, Loosely, it is the yes. most a amazing racing, most amazing racing mm -hmm. ever. <laughs> but no, so from, from Spikes at the Trucks, the other great weekend, because the British uh, touring cars up at Snethston, as I already just mentioned, was another BMW. It went straight from Ingolston. And this time, the B, it was the heat that seemed to affect the front-wheel drive cars. Of course, they got steer and power under their little front wheels. Um, and it was just another BMW parade. Colin Turkington won the first two races, and the first six were all spread out. Um, they couldn't seem to follow closer, overtaken the boost buttons, not enough of a boost. Um, four of the top five were all BMWs race. One with Tom Ingram hanging in there in the Hyundai as the first front-wheel drive car. But my mate Jason Plato was sixth in the first race, Having his best weekend, I think he was in his Honda. Um, the second race, the again the four BMWs, the top five, with Turkey to the head of Jake Hill, same result. Um, Tom Ingram again third, the best um, front wheel driver. Ricky Collar in the Toyota six, so good for little Ricky. And then <laughs> good old um, oh little uh, Ricky Rob, Rob Gravit. Well, he's a little Ricky I... Collar. He's small. <laughs> Ricky Collard, and he's not that. Yeah, is he? Are you, are you heightest now? Are you? That's what you'll get now in the comments. I'm describing it. I'm describing <laughs> the size of a human being. Uh, but then the reverse grid, uh, Rob Gravit was up there. His, his son races in the mini challenge, and Rob <laughs> number nine, which just happened to be Ash Sutton. So guess who won the third river? There you are. Here's another, here's another race win for you, Ash, out of the bowl. And the goldfish bowl creates more winners. Uh, poor old Jason Page was eighth in that uh, second race. And so, of course, he started on the front row and he followed Ash to finish second to get a podium. But maybe the draw eight, Jason would have got his 98th win. Um, it was, apparently it was his 650th race or 350th. Or, it was a number anyway. Uh, but uh, Jason, Jason, if you ever listen, you won't listen to this, Jason, but he was moaning away on the grid, whinge, 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 about, oh, I've got the great chassis and I've still got it in me. Um, and we, I've got great laps, and we've got everything sorted. We've just got a donkey of an engine. What? You know, he's got a toker engine because you could either buy a toker engine, or I think BMW got their own engines. Honda have got their own engine. Right, he's in a Honda. Maybe the other Hondas, I don't know. I, I don't follow who's got what engine. Yeah, but I thought he was powered by rich energy. I mean, he should be. That, that's yeah, surely no, that, an advantage. That's not, well, I would agree. I would have thought rich energy would have poured into the engine and given another 10 horsepower. Yeah. Anyway. He moaned like mad on the grid, got donkey, real donkey in the front. And anyway, lap one, he followed Ash onto the back straight. He had two cars right in his rear bumper, <laughs> slipstreaming him, and he almost pulled away from them. I mean, the way he was talking, I thought, why didn't the third and fourth cars just drive past you, Jason? He does moan too much. Jason, you moan too much. You had oh, a great sounds weekend. Like, sounds like someone else I know. 
Okay. All right. okay. Is it like a fifth gear trait or something? All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Your card marked. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he had a, he had a second. Place. So basically, he was talking absolute rubbish. Well, the amount of excuses racing drivers come up with. So, well, oh yeah, my my power wasn't as good as the other. Oh. My tires, my this, my steering rack, my. But oh, Jason, Jason in the touring car world is fairly well famous for it. Unfortunately, <laughs> right, it's such a good on. weekend. Just he to... just didn't need to say it. Not much overtake anyway. A bit of mid. All the midfield was entertaining as always because the midfield were hitting each other. Lots of dust because the Stefan edge was so dry, you know. So there's plenty of clouds of dust as people were wheels off, but uh, no real sensation really. The only thing I mean, we never saw it happen: the two Ford boys, um, Dan Camish and uh, Ash, um, they'd qualified badly. They got up to about fourth or fifth, I think, at the first lap of the second race, and they went off together. I think someone else caused it, but there was never an interview that actually gave us, or never a, a replay of what actually happened. But the two um, Napa Fords dropped, I think Camish were meant to 20th. So it wasn't that good a weekend, although Ash got that consolation win. Good. So uh, internationally. Weekend at Thruxton. And, well, yeah, oh, sorry, Sneston as well. Sneston. Well, no, no. <laughs> Epic at Thruxton, right, first time. Entertaining at the, I mean, the Janetta Juniors, I mean, they were, they were epic. So Jetta, Janetta Juniors, every time it's a British Touring Car Weekend, Janetta Juniors will supply the best racing, and they continue to do so. And, the, and those kids at that age, you know, nerves. We all agree. So we, we all agree. Caterham at Anglesey was the highlight of the British uh, <laughs> uh, Weekend. So moving on to international stuff. International. NASCAR, a, a not a very exciting round, I'm afraid, yet again, to have to admit, the Richmond Raceway, the point three quarter mile, didn't really come up with that much exciting racing. Um, and Kevin Harvick, who hadn't won for two years, won last weekend, won this weekend. So he took two on the trot uh, in a fairly unforgettable race. Uh, just two more races to go in, in NASCAR before the playoffs. So the interesting thing was this playoffs. Now, who's going to qualify for the playoffs? And amazingly, the people that are second and fourth overall in the points aren't one of the 15 drivers that have already won a race. So winning a race gets you straight to the playoffs. Only two races to go. So... Either Ryan Blaney at the moment, who's second overall in the point system, or Martin Truex, who's, who's fourth overall behind Carl Larson, obviously. Um, it looks like only one of those is going to make it through the playoffs. So, wow. so, so but being, if, if a real, a real outsider doesn't pay to doesn't get some time. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is they've got Watkins Glen coming up, a, a race course, a road course, as they call them. There's also the Daytona. Now, Daytona's a lottery every time. So some complete... Sorry, Tiff, what, to, to, to people like me, what, why is Daytona such a lottery? Because they're all full throttle for the whole race. It's right. a strict to plate race. They have their power reduced. Uh, so every driver on the field from the back to the front is able to lap on full throttle. So you just sit there trying to side draft slowly and push and change lane and move lane. Just like on a motorway, change lane and see if you can get a small advantage. It's a bit like that. Change a different lane, <laughs> and your lane might creep forward a bit. Um, I'll tell you something to our listeners that this man, if ever you go in a car with him on the road, he's worse than on a track because he's, if he can go another I'm two miles in the game in a, in a traffic jam faster than yeah. another lane, he will it's on just, a different lane. And then he swaps the other one and goes to the other one. Oh, that's Daytona, except they're doing okay. it 200 miles an hour instead of two <laughs> miles an hour. So, it's, um, so that could be fascinating because if a real outsider wins Daytona, both the person that's second and fourth in the points won't get through the playoffs. How many go to playoffs? Is it 16 or 20? 16, just 16. 16. And then it goes down to eight, then it goes to four. Um, but the biggest news in uh, NASCAR, when we talk about the coming weekend in a minute, which is Watkins Glen, is that Kimi Raikkonen's in the race, the Kimpster. 
And he's, he's had his one-day testings allowed, very strict rules out there. You know, the, the, another driver can't <laughs> test your car for you and you only have so many laps in the morning and so much time, your, your day's split up. So Kimmy was out, not at Watkins Glen, because that's not allowed either. He's on another different track. Uh, but he's in a big team. So the, the Kimpster and Watkins Glen this weekend, try not to miss it somehow. People um, love him, don't they? He's so... He's, I, I mean, he is... I don't know. He's, it's good. It'll be good to see him. It'll be good to see what he does. But people love him. But I like a bit of personality. I like someone that shows a bit of emotion. He doesn't show any emotion. I'm sure he is the Iceman. He is the Iceman. He is the Iceman. But anyway, while the best racing I saw was at Britain, uh, average racing in America of the Indianapolis, of course, there were two world championships going on last weekend, both well, electrifying in their power. Uh, one had its very first race, um, and that was the World Rallycross Championship, um, which I don't know. I mean, where have my notes? Yeah, World Rallycross. Only eight cars well, let me, let me just it's Before you go same, on to that, let's just... We were, we were one of the pioneers of uh, bringing this to people, the World Rally Championship. So it's on our YouTube. Have a look because he drives the, this electric car, this rallycross car. And you said back then... The that best it is form the... of motorsport for electric racing. Yeah. I agree. It still is. I mean, it was amazing spectacle. Apparently, they're very quick. In fact, they were quicker, I think, than their previous petrol around this. The, uh, they were at hell in Norway. Hell in Norway. But I think the trouble is, it's, it's the fact they're pushing it, the World Rallycross Championship was too soon. It needed the sort of feeder year, which I thought we were going to have last year, and they didn't. I don't think it's the same regulations as the car we drove, actually. I think it's a different form of uh, electric cars than the one we drove. No, I agree, it's great. It works well. Obviously, you lost the sound. Um, and the racing was close, but the problem was there were only eight cars turned up, and I'm not sure they should have started a championship with so few. Uh, Johan Christofferson, the current champion, won. He's Swedish. He was followed home by another Swede, who was followed home by a Norwegian, who was followed home by a Swede. And the only non-Scandinavian driver in the five-car final was a Finn. And the trouble is, I think, you know, if you're talking about a world championship, and at the FIA, when you, when you look at me, where are you going? You keep on diverting. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking, there's an um, unbelievable um, sight that I cannot tell you about. Because um, you, get, you get very excited so, when I tell you about So, <laughs> yeah, shut up on the other side, wherever <laughs> your office is over there. Um, so yeah, the FIA, you can't, you get, you lose your world championship status if you don't have races in different continents. And all the remaining rounds, there are some in the Spa and the Nürburgring, they've had those before the end of the season space, about six rounds, all in Europe. And they're calling it a world championship. So how can it be a world championship back. in Europe? That's what I've just said. I, I, yeah, if you've been listening to me in the first it place. It was a rhetorical question. All right. I, was, I was agreeing with you. Okay, so, so, so apparently there, is, there, is hope, there is hope there for Rallycross, yeah. though, with electric cars. But is there with hope the, for Formula E? Well, it's got a new gen starting next year. Um, we had the last round, of course, the FE Championship in Seoul. And um, the... Um, <laughs> well, you get your audience quiet in the back. You're putting me right off. I can't concentrate. Um, they went to the Seoul Olympic Stadium, where, of course, it's got a capacity of about 70 or 100,000 seats. So the, um, maybe the 1,000 that were there for the Formula E race, it could be 2,000, I'm guessing, uh, made it look like a very small grid. Um, and it was a win for Mitch Evans, the only person that could win the championship, but it was way off. It was Stoffel Van Dorm, Julie, did enough, got enough points to win the world title. One Mercedes, the manufacturer's title. They're all, I mean, they're all hugging each other. <laughs> of course, Mercedes, Mercedes are leaving the championship, having produced a winning... They've had the winning drive for the last two years, and now the oh. winning uh, champions. 
Um, the, the first race, it was raining, wet, it was wet and drying. And it was the second half of seven cars went straight on at the end of the back straight, straight, straight like darts into the barriers. And I don't know. They didn't, didn't even turn. They didn't even turn. But the worry is yeah, I know when the Aqua play, but they all had their semi-wet tyres on. But I think the trouble is they've got this weird automatic brake bias that, you know, you, you can't, your engine at the rear is doing the regen and that gives you a certain amount of retardation. You have to match balance with the fronts. And maybe on this first lap where the brakes went up to temperature that those seven cars didn't have their brake balance rule. The driver can't do it. It's a computer doing most of it, I think. And that looked fairly silly. Um, but it did. It, it did look silly. If you haven't seen it, they literally went straight. It did. They're yeah. not even. Well, didn't even seem to have any lock on. I'm sure they did, but it was just the most bizarre thing. We've seen it in Formula One before. We've seen it in different motorsports before. But it was wet. But it didn't even turn. Anyway. It was anyway. Yeah. They all. They all drove. I can't around. get excited. They about all drone in and out of the stadium, droning round and round. Um, and poor old Jack Nichols, the commentator, so great. Him and Daria Frank Kitty, they build it up and hype it up. Go. But even Jack Nichols on the second race on Sunday. On about the third lap, he was always saying, if so-and-so finishes seventh ahead of so-and-so, he'll move up to ninth in the points table. And if Van Dorm keeps going, the Mercedes will win. He was, the only thing he could talk about was permutations of who was going to move up from sixth to fifth in the championship or third <sighs> to second. Anyway, of course, that's it for the year. Um, they still have this ridiculous calling their calendars 21-22. And now the 22-23 championship, which doesn't start until January in Mexico City. So that's actually, that's 2023, isn't it? Why do they keep calling it? Anyway, this is the new Gen 3 car, the third of the, of, of the generations of cars, which has no rear brakes at all. And that, so the computer's going to have to work out. Because I think when a battery's full, you don't get much regen, so you don't get so much retardation. So you've got to use the, there's no rear brake to add to that retardation. It's the weirdest system. But there it is. So you've got to wait until January, everyone. Get excited now. No Mercedes Good. there. Don't know can else. I say? Can I say something now, please, Dad? Yes. Theo, I'm going to go talk Katie again. But Theo, uh, your mate, our mate in the yeah. cat car, got a second and a third place and no, a pole and position. A, and the first race position. I saw. I know, and I just want to say, Theo, Theo, Theo. Was it yeah, Teo Theato? Theo, 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 Theato, yeah. Theato. So I just want to say... nightmare of a name. <laughs> I can't get a normal name right. You're good with names. I'm not very good. So that was it in the world of motorsport around the world. Um, what have we got next yeah. week? Next week, IndyCar is kicking off. It's almost three on the trot. Three last weekends. Championship. Now five drivers at least with a proper chance of um, winning. They got one oval. They always, have, they always have this system, one oval, one street course, one road course. So there's a gateway over this weekend. There's a Portland Street race in two or three weeks' time. And then Laguna Seca, September the 11th. So worth getting into IndyCar now, even if you're bored or haven't fought it all year, because it's just down to the last three rounds. It's all going to be over in about a month's time, less than a month, and five drivers still possible. All the gossip, of course, of who's signed who for next year, who's going to McLaren, who's going to drive for McLaren, who's not. So plenty of interest in IndyCar. World Rally Championship comes to Belgium, which is sort of really tight, narrow tarmac strips and bits of dirt and mud. Um, and Calais Rovenpair, I think, if he won it, could almost mathematically win the championship with about five rounds still to go. Um, and that's the Hyundai boys, Octanak, of course, if he could repeat his Finland uh, result. And we've got Thierry Neuville, Belgian Hyundai's an awful year, but he's uh, obviously on home soil. He'd want to win. 
So good, good IndyCar, World Rally Championship, very different. MotoGP, Red Bull Ring, always a bit of a crazy, especially the Moto3. They have this qualifying chaos there where they all go around in these bunches trying to back off and get the slipstream and such a short circuit, they all fall over each other in the qualifying. So there'll be massive qualifying and massive track limits aggro probably because that's what the circuit they've designed creates. If you design a circuit creates track limits, you'll get what you ask for. Meanwhile, so it, sounds like, it sounds like we're going to have a quick podcast next week. Well, no, because I'll be talking about track limits and Moto3 and, you know, who knows, our boys, and who knows, could be some great results. But I mean, we also be talking next week about how Kimmy got on at Watkins, a real old-fashioned Grand Prix circuit with barriers right by the tracks, no room for errors. Uh, and again, one I think I think we need questions. Good. I think we need questions from, from our, from our audience next week. I think I can't believe that's going to be a half an hour session. But thanks for joining us this week. We look forward to a, a cosmic, exciting weekend next weekend of cosmic. Some, yeah. No, what was I'm, in that you were drinking? You know, that vodka you've been drinking or what? Well, I wasn't. I was drinking a bit of sparkle stuff that I was handed yeah. over by my, my lovely colleague. And I don't normally drink it, but it was it went down well, rather I think well. You've actually, better I concentrate for on another how the one. meeting is going to go tomorrow. <laughs> Get your I will, head together. Thanks. I will. Don't Happy, worry about that. I'll cheers, see you on Thursday everyone. at the British Motor Show. Oh, yes, Thursday. We, I, I forgot we're there. Thursday, <laughs> yeah. we're both at Farnborough competing in some, in some Olympics at the end of the day. Come to the British Motor Show on Thursday. We're there. Car, Commonwealth Games. Commonwealth Games. Very good. Good stuff. See you, Tiff. See you all. Cheers. Bye.